We got another one. We got oh, another oh, one. Oh, Victory oh, Monday. Oh, Cody and I talk about what went right for the Houston Texans on the offense, on the defense, and overall takeaways from Sunday's win versus the Steelers. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texan listeners and viewers and Texan fans all over the world uh, to a Monday, Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman, and of course, joining me as always is your Sports Illustrated's beat reporter for the Houston Texans credential media members, Cody Davis eating dogs, baby. And today's <laughs> episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today we talk about what went right for the Houston Texans mm. on defense that held a Pittsburgh Steelers team to six points, 35 yards, passing yards in the first half, really made it difficult early on for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Cody and I opened up with what went right for the Houston Texans on the offensive side of the ball. Another 300-yard hmm. day for C.J. Stroud. Another 100-yard day for third-year wide receiver Nico Collins. This offense Finally rushed the ball for over 100 yards, led by Damian Pierce, who was very good for Houston early in the game. And they found a way to be proactive, uh, open the playbook, but they protected their quarterback, Cody. Yes, sir. You talk about what went right for the Houston Texans on the offensive side of the ball. John, just about everything went right for the Houston Texans on the offensive side of the ball. As you mentioned, they finally had an opportunity to get something going in the run game, which, by the way, I wasn't too surprised because the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite having a really solid, a really good defensive front, they came into this game giving up an average of 150 yards on the ground. And the Houston Texans as a whole was able to rush for 139 on 38 carries, which of course marks their best game four games into the regular season at rushing the ball. However, John... I'm starting to run out of words, and I know it's early, but I'm starting to run out of words to describe how well C.J. Stroud have start, has started his career. This young man, as you mentioned, another game where he threw for over 306 yards, and John, I'll let you handle all of the technical stuff, the X's and O's of what you see out of C.J. Stroud. But me personally, man, I just see this young man literally take the helm as this team's number one leader. And I say that because, John, this team over the last two seasons, there have been moments, there have been games where we watch this team go out there from the very opening drive. And they just look like the effort isn't there. And 
even when you go back to when the Texans, the last time the Texans won two games in a row, it came in December of 2021. They, of course, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, and then they came home and beat the Los Angeles Chargers for that phenomenal game led by Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead, by the way, December 2021, when they won, what was it, like 41, 26, or whatever the case might be. It took games like the opposing team having multiple players out due to injuries and COVID in order for the Texans to go out there and give a phenomenal performance like that. But when you take a look at the Texans, especially considering the fact that they went into this game with a weakened offensive line, they went into this game with one of, if not the best pass rusher in the game today in TJ Watt, there were so many questions going into this game on how the Houston Texans can possibly win. And when you take a look at this final score, 30 to six, and majority of that goes into CJ Stroud being one of the leaders for this team. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, this young man has not come to this organization with a losing mentality. This young man understands what this organization has went through over the last two to three seasons. And this young man has taken it upon himself to not only help this organization on the offensive side of the ball with his winning mindset, but also that has carried over to the defensive side of the ball as well. And John, one of the things that I'm starting to notice, it doesn't matter what the Houston Texans have going on throughout the week, going when they prepare to go up against their opponents because they have seven back there under center. They are taking on the belief that they can actually win no matter who the opponent is. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. We, y'all deserve to feel special. Y'all deserve to root the Texans on. Like, um, not winning since 2021. I think it was around Christmas. Like, like that ain't flying from like anybody in this building. And I want them to know. Like, we find our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with Texan gear pride. Like, y'all, y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub. Um, and for me, that's I take that real personal because. Uh, I don't like being bagged on by my teams. Like when my Lakers lose, I'll be pissed. So, <laughs> so like I, I tell you, I take that stuff real serious, man. And it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in. And um, like you've seen, I mean, them, the Steelers fan came came and they showed out today in our stadium, and we sent them home. Um, and I think our our fans felt the energy. Like, man, we ain't, we ain't playing today, like from the get go. So, um, I just want to say, man, like we're gonna keep. Like, we're going to keep fighting every day just so y'all can walk around with that swag. Um, I think that's huge, man, for this team. That's something that we want to keep building on. And um, it's a blessing to be able to be in Houston, like a great town uh, with a lot of stuff to do, great people, uh, Southern hospitality to its finest. Um, And I'm falling in love with the city little by little. So um, it's a blessing. CJ Stroud was phenomenal uh, against the Houston Tech, I mean, against the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Houston Texans. Um, I think one of the my biggest takeaways for back-to-back weeks, and this is the game where it was more of a adversity for this offensive line. Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt, Alex Hosmith, no sacks allowed. Hmm. And they gave C.J. the amount of time that he needed to hit Nico Collins in stride, to have the opportunities to maybe make some of those bigger plays down the field. For Houston offensively, they averaged nearly 19 yards per catch, and they had – five plays of 20 or more yards. That's an element to this offense. Houston hasn't had a lot of consistency of 
uh, in the past couple of seasons. And so you're looking at things like that because this offensive line had the time to do so. I like what Bobby Slug did and his, abro- his approach to giving C.J. Uh, Stroud some time. Getting his tight ends lined up on the side of T.J. Watt. So now T.J. Watt has to line up wide instead of having an opportunity to be closer to the quarterback. Now he has to go a little bit further to get to C.J. Stroud, having that tight end right there blocked down with that tackle. So giving that quarterback time, finding creative ways to allow him the opportunity to beat this team um, between the 15 and 20-yard mark. Houston made big plays throughout the day, and, and this is an opportunity for me to go back and look and say, hey, Damian Pierce played a hell of a football game for Houston. Mm. Uh, started off really, really good up front uh, from the offensive line, giving him a push, but he was just very active on the ground early and got involved in the passing game. When I'm looking at this team offensively, I saw a couple of things. Again, this goes back to our f- very first kind of comment of the wide receiver group at the beginning of the year. Mm. Every week, there's going to be somebody different. Like last week, Tank Dell was the lead man. This week, I think we could finally say Nico Collins had his official breakout game. He had 100 early in the year, right, a couple of games mm-hmm. ago. But to do it against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that, you know, J.J. was getting inducted into the ring of honor. You always talked about if you're looking at Nico Collins, you hear him say a lot, I want to be like Andre Johnson. Six, Seven catches, 168 yards, two TDs. This was a breakout game for – Nico Collins, and I think in his very short time, D'Amico Ryans finally uh, has a statement win. The Houston Texans finally have mm. a statement win that's meaningful, something that they haven't had in the past couple of seasons. Maybe you can go back as far as saying since they beat the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs with Deshaun Watson. So they had a statement win on Sunday. They got it going on the ground. They got it going through the air. They gave C.J. Stroud enough time. When the things are falling right, you can see how potent this offense can be. By the way, John Mitchell getting in on the action. And mm. over the course of time, he'll be able to add a different element to this offense. Dalton Schultz getting in on the action. You're seeing the running back pass for the touchdown. You're seeing the creative offense come together for Bobby Sloak, who, again, I thought called a very good game. And he had the opportunity to do so because of the time up front your line was giving because of the effectiveness early on from the ground game, ground game from not only Damian Pierce, but CJ Stroud not being scared to tuck and run it. Devin Singletary giving you some good yards. Everything was right for Houston and a back-to-back 30 game, 30 point game performance is what you're getting. That's the result of it. So you guys have every right to be excited. Texans fans. This looks like a totally different team from the past two seasons, a team that has hit a 180 and now prioritizing winning with a very first statement win of the season. I'm glad that you mentioned Bobby Sloyd because dating back to the Texans in the fourth quarter against the Indianapolis Colts in a week two loss, this team has now scored 77 points. John, I know we, we we throughout the rest of this week, we're going to talk a lot about CJ. We definitely going to talk a lot about Nico Collins, man. But once again, Bobby Slowick called a phenomenal 
game. And I don't want that to go unnoticed, especially that little trick play when Devin Singletary hit Dalton Schultz in the end zone. By the way, you finally got your Dalton Schultz game, two catches for 42 yards. But as I mentioned, no, three catches, I'm sorry, three catches for 42 yards. As I mentioned, majority of the time, they have been using him as an additional blocker. But Bobby Sloyd, man, the one thing that excites me about him is the same thing that excites me about CJ. That young, that young man, and yes, I'm saying young man, is just going to get better and better and better. I know he took a lot of heat in week one in that loss against the Baltimore Ravens, but ever since then, we have seen him call better plays, better plays, better plays, and it's, resulting, it is finally resulting in wins for this organization. Once again, 77 points over the last, what, nine quarters these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free add your job online then add the hashtag purple hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring Simple tools like screening, screening questions, excuse me, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So make sure you check it out. Uh, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free welcome back in ladies and gentlemen to this victory monday installment of locked on texans as john and myself we continue to break down recap give our thoughts on the texans 30 to 6 victory against the pittsburgh steelers john as excited as I am to see the Texans put 30 on the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think I'm more impressed and more, more excited to see how well this defense played. Now, let me preface my statement first by saying this. All last week, I know I came on this show and I said, you know what, I can see the Texans winning this game because – the, the Steelers' offense, is it's not that good. You know, they was averaging under 20 points coming into this game. Kenny Pickett is – he has took a 180 ever since the regular season started. By the way, speedy recovery to him. He went down with a knee injury. Um, I believe it was during the fourth quarter of this game. So speedy recovery to him. But, you know, nothing on the Steelers' offense scared me. However – this defense showed out, and it was fitting that they showed out on the day that you inducted J.J. Watt into the ring of honor. To understand how well this defense played, the Steelers did not get into the Texans' territory until three to four minutes into the third quarter. They had only given up, what was it, like 52 to 53 yards in the first half? They sat Kenny Pickett three times, led by the new girl dad, John Grenard, who had two on the day. But, John, listeners and viewers, the biggest thing that excited me about the Texans' defense was the play 
from the second level, how well the linebackers played. John, you've been questioning his name ever since the start of the season. Where is Christian Harris? Where is Christian Harris? Well, I tell you what, Christian Harris must have ran across Locked On Texans because that young man went out and recorded a career high 13 tackles with six total hits alone with Henry T, the rookie from Alabama. Very good game. This defense played phenomenal. I am truly impressed to see the job that Coach D'Amico Rines is doing with that defense. Yeah, it started from the from the front level, the front four. I thought the defensive line, the interior unit played a little bit better this week. I thought that that allowed for the linebackers to play freely. You saw the linebackers have a phenomenal game. Uh, Henry T, I thought he was all over the field making plays for Houston, seven tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection. He was getting active. And one thing that I liked about Henry T, we got to point out, man, when, when credit is due, credit is due. That pass breakup at the back of the end zone, mm-hmm. where at the last minute he kind of punched it out by moving his hand backwards. That was one of the plays of the game for Houston defensively because at that point, Pittsburgh still had an opportunity to get back into that game. So he made a big play. John Gunnar made a big play. We talk about what went right for Houston. There's no way. Is it a coincidence that last week you got Jimmy Ward back and you saw how physical mm. and fast that defense played? Week one when you had uh, Jalen Petrie out on the field without Jimmy Ward, you still saw how physical and fast that defense was able to play. The whole thing for me this week was getting an opportunity to see both of them on the field. So. Yes, the linebackers played great because they did. Yes, the D-line played better because they did with three sacks on the day and I believe five tackles for loss. Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie. I, I, so I don't. I, you guys in the comments, and Cody, you let me know if you can remember the last time this Houston Texans team was this active in tackling and hitting players that were not their own. They were mm-hmm. everywhere. They were hitting guys. They were... Jalen Peters shoot out of a cannon with a fumble that, thank God, Grady Arnold had the the the, the uh, <laughs> smarts to touch the player when he went down because I don't think he was down. He could have probably got back up. But Petrie was fast, physical, and everywhere on the field making plays. Jalen Petrie, um, Jimmy Ward was also very good for Houston. And you saw that swarm defense, I think, in, 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 its, in its fullness for the first time this year. From all mm-hmm. three levels, everybody making plays. Gennard getting in on plays. Hughes, Jerry Hughes, the vet, he getting in on plays against some sacks. The linebackers were great. Shaq Griffin with three pass deflections on a day. Steven Nelson with an interception. You know why? Because now you got both of your safeties back there that you can fully trust to make a play, and you saw Steven Nelson be in a position where he can play man defense and not be in his zone. So now he can go down there and make plays, which is what he did. Swarm was the the ideology for Houston heading into this, you know, season, I can, without a shadow of a doubt, say this was the first time I saw the the swarm defense in its fullness. Great from the defense today. Only thing was missing, they called back that. Uh, oh, I saw that Will they Anderson. Back, the, oh. hey, that would have set the city <laughs> on fire. They called back that Will Anderson touchdown, but great performance from the defense. This was D'Amico Ryan's identity that he wanted to instill in this culture from get-go. It took four games, but now I see the vision. 
you know, John, to answer your question, this might have been the best I've seen this defense play on all three levels, possibly since maybe 2018 when they had a defensive backfield that featured Honey Badger and Justin Reed. That defense was pretty good. And remember, Honey Badger left the previous year, and that's when we started slowly but surely seeing this defense decline. But I do really quick, oh, I ahead, do want to go back to how good this defense was in the first half, man. They averaged Pittsburgh 3.8 yards per carry on the ground, 35 passing yards. And then we look at the the the, the, the totality of the game in this in itself. Uh Houston only allowed 111 passing yards. Huh. 3.6 yard per pass. Right? They they uh they, they got them off the field six of fourteen on third downs, no fourth down conversions. Couldn't run on Houston for the most part of the game. Uh, created turnovers, which is what you and I talked about in the keys to victory. If you remember, I said for the linebackers, keep everything in front of you. That's what they did. They were hitting. Perfect game from the defense. That's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> and to get a true sense on how well the linebackers play, especially Christian Harris and Henry T., I had an opportunity to ask Coach D'Amico Ryans, what did he see out of those two guys? And this is what he had to say. With Henry and, and Christian, they're continuing to get better, you know, every week and practice, just watching them work together, right? Watching them lean on each other, right? Very similar to how they played at Alabama. Both guys leaning on each other. And they're young players, right? There are going to be some bumps in the road, but I'm encouraged with their progress, right? Not only in the game, but just seeing them progress through the week on things we've been trying to teach them, right? They're getting better. And that's all I can ask for. And I'm proud of both of those guys the way they're continuing to step up and improve each week. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. $5 gets you $200. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. So do me a favor. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. You got player props, over-unders, and much more. So, again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Uh, Devin Singletary touchdown pass to Dog Sauce, <laughs> one of the plays of the game. Shout out to Bobby Slower, Coach Slow. Uh, what you did? I was I the only one that kind of looked, and I was like, "Hey, is is that Tank Dale or Debo Samuel?" How Houston <laughs> was using him. He had an opportunity to carry the ball twice for thirteen yards, and that's just a little wrinkle in that offense that you would love to see. You know come to his fullness cj stroud again was great on the day um you, i gotta i gotta give some love to not only jared patterson the rookie who was thrown in the fire george fant mm. had a very good day this offensive line and and yes bobby slork and and i believe it's, it's all hands on deck which we talked about in the keys to victory but i believe there was a conversation at some point during this week and they realized they were going up against T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, and they tried to, you know, say they figured out how can we 
not allow these guys to win the game. And they played well. Zero sacks. Zero in the last two weeks. 11 to open up the week. This is still going through the adversity period with Josh Jones going down. Um, but I thought Fent played very good for Houston. I thought Patterson played good. I thought the offensive line overall, outside of Shaq Mason's hiccups early in the game, they played well. I do want to give a special shout out to that offensive line. By the way, Kendra Green, man, I, I feel for that young man, bro. That guy was playing his heart out, especially against his former team, a team that kind of just threw him away. And I'm not about to sit here and say that Green was having a, a Pro Bowl caliber year at left, uh, at left guard or whatever the case might be. But Green literally came in learn the playbook and over the last two weeks he was part of the reason why this offense was playing better and i hate knowing that he went down i believe with a knee injury hopefully this is something that's not going to keep him out for an extended period of time but i just wanted to give a shout out to kendrick green because when you talk about the improvements that we have seen from this offensive line over the last two weeks you cannot do it without talking mentioning that young man also john i agree with you george fant had i'm not going to say a phenomenal game but he had a pretty good game himself possibly the best of the season there was a moment in the first half where the protection that he gave tj watt was trying to come in and he literally tried to spin off of george but george held his own one-on-one against arguably the best pass rusher in the game and i honestly can't remember who cj connected with but Special shout out to George Fan and that offensive line. By the way, this offensive line is just going to continue to get better because Laramie Tunsil tweeted, oh, next week's about to get real fun with the return of at Titus Howard. So the Texans, two to two, four games into the regular season. They continue to get better and better on both sides of the ball. Now, John People are really starting to wonder whether or not it's a possibility. Can they win this division? We shall see. But as of right now, things are looking really good for the Houston Texans four games into the season. I did love Bobby Slore getting Damian Pierce involved with the screen game. They tried a couple of times, but it really worked. The very first one of the uh, of the of the game bust off a twenty seven yard run. Uh, due to a screen and the offensive line again on their right side uh, did a very good job of getting bodies out the way. Possibly could have scored if Dalton Schultz would have blocked. And he's been having issues with his blocking, but um, I just like the way that Bobby Slork found a way to get everybody involved. I mean, Damian Pierce in the past, one attempt, but it was a big attempt. John Mitchie, one attempt, but it was a big catch for 22 yards. Uh, I thought Austin Deckless looked good for the Houston Texans when they tried to establish the run early on. Uh, him and Christian rotated out because Deckless got hurt at one point, mm-hmm. but I thought he played well. And I thought both sides of the ball was very physical. Again, when you hold a team to 3.8 yards per carry and 35 passing yards and they pass the league in the first half, that's a good sign for Houston. Um, and then you saw defensively how they were able to make it difficult for the Pittsburgh Steelers. At one point, the average, and I want to go back and see how it is now, but the average for the Pittsburgh Steelers was third and seven, nearly 37 for every third down because Houston was getting after them early and often, making it difficult, 
and put them in compromising situations, and they were not able to convert as often. This was a defense that I, you may say 2018, but I haven't seen this defense, a defense for the Houston Texans, play this fast, this nasty, this disciplined. I didn't see a whole lot of missed tackles today hmm. in nearly a decade. You're right. Maybe, back maybe, when. maybe going back to when it was Tashawn Gibson and Honey Badger. That was a very good backfield for Houston, but mm-hmm. you can't front on that addition of Jimmy Ward and him and Jalen Petrie playing today. And one of my unsung heroes was a rookie linebacker, HT. Uh, I thought he played very good for Houston. Him and Damian Pierce on both sides of the ball, they played good for Houston. Hmm. My unsung hero, Christian Harris. That young man made a difference today. <laughs> he did. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. But for the guy that's been waiting on the quarterback to fall from the heavens above it and fell right in his lap, there's no way the player of the game oh, is man. The, the, the third-year wide receiver from Michigan University who has had to, had to sit mm. through the Davis Mills, the Jeff Allens, the, the Jeff Driscolls, the – the worst of the worst. Oh man, but Nico Collins, seven catches, 168 yards, two TDs, and he had the 52 yard touchdown to clear the game for Houston. He is my locked on Texans player of the game. <laughs> Boy, did he! I think Houston has a 1,000 yard receiver. He is near. His career high. He probably surpassed the games. career high. He probably already passed his career high. Seriously. I think he needs 20 yards. <laughs> Nico so Collins is what the kids call him. Make sure you continue to follow us on Locked On Texans. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, and comment to the YouTube page and wherever you get your podcasts. Also, give me a follow on X, Twitter, whatever. John underscore Hickman 12 and on Bleacher Report uh, under the name John Hickman. If you're on the Bleacher Report app, follow me on there as well. Hold on. Before we go, John, you okay? You should have changed your shirt before we started, man. I just – I don't think today was the right day for that. That's, that's I'm just saying. I'm just <clears throat> saying. <laughs> but as always <laughs> – but as always, you can follow me on – Twitter and thread at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.